Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm Jillian. And I'm Annika. And this is To the Fandom and Beyond, where we talk about anything and everything fandom related. For those of you who are back for another episode, we're so glad to have you here. And for those of you who are just joining us, we're also very glad to have you with us. In case you don't already know, this podcast is just going to be us talking off the cuff about the many things we love and also don't love about movies and TV. And maybe we'll throw in a book or two now and then. Hopefully you guys will enjoy what we're putting out each episode and continue to listen to us, so stay tuned. Okay guys, so we are close now because tomorrow, as many of you who, you know, follow me on Twitter or, you know, follow the SVU fandom on Twitter, tomorrow is the season 22 premiere of Law and Order Special Victims Unit. And let me start by saying that I have not been this excited for a season premiere of any show in a very, very long time. It has been a while. Yeah, because not, well, one, not a lot of shows have been on lately. Like, not a lot have been premiering. And two, I've just, like, I don't have a lot of shows that I'm, like, sticking with right now. It's kind of here and there. Most most of what we're watching is we're binge-watching a lot of, like, older shows. Mm Mm-hmm. Or rewatching, rewatching stuff, yeah, yeah. So, or even then, even that, um, you know, there are just some shows that I've fallen out of love with, you right. know. But this one, I she didn't, I didn't actually become a fan though. I until, think you mentioned it in a previous episode. Yeah, too. I, th- I don't think I became a fan really until last year. Um, I've known, I've, I've known about the show forever. I've known about it since I can remember, you know? I remember watching one episode years ago because my favorite singer was in it, and yeah. that was the only episode I saw yeah. because our mom wouldn't let us watch it. She Not was when like, we were that young, at yeah, least. She yeah. was like, no, I don't want you guys seeing that stuff, but now that I'm older... You, if you've seen SVU or heard of Law & Order SVU, you, understand. you know what it's about, and so yeah. it's understandable that most parents probably wouldn't want to let their, like, elementary age children yeah, yeah. watch that type of show. But, you know, um... I started watching it last year, probably probably around this time or a little before, um, because I think my brother had been watching it at one point, mm-hmm. and I was like, hmm, and then I found it on Hulu, and immediately I was hooked, and I was like, ah, damn it, this is happening, and for those of you who know me, if I get hooked on a show, I get hooked on a show. He gets hooked. Let's just say the SVU is the fandom I've written the most fan fiction for. Yep. Um, I haven't I, written, I've, you know... I've read... I've only read some of them because I help her write yeah. them. She helps me proofread um, and she helps me kind of go I'm, through and correct. Because I'm an awesome sister. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, I didn't really become a fan until this year, but I've known about it forever and I've seen things around it. I've known who some of the actors are from different things. Um, but... Obviously, you know, when I was in high school, I had other shows. You know, I had other shows to oh, watch. We had plenty of shows yeah. to watch. But now, with season two, season 22 coming. And season two, really? Yeah. Um, and, you know, what's funny, you guys, is this show has been on. I've, I'm technically older than this show. Yeah. Because I was born in July of 1999, and the show didn't premiere until, I think, August or September of 99. Like a month or two I'm like, older. yeah, I'm just barely older, which... Still is so hilarious to me for some reason. It's it's funny though because it's going into season twenty two. Yeah, but, but I won't be turning twenty two until next year. Right, but you know. But, yeah, of course, how shows work, how the system works. So it's just it's it's funny to me that I'm like just barely older than it. I'm um, I'm older than it by a couple of years. Yeah. Um. So it's been around my entire life, 
Um, I my hope is that it won't be over until I'm like old and dead, but that's a very very far, you know, it's a very far fetched dream. Um, that didn't make any sense. A very far fetched yeah, dream. Yeah, I I tried. Okay, um, it's late. We're we're doing our. I'm doing my best. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, and I'm I'd be surprised if whoever's listening to this if doesn't you know. If you haven't at least heard of it. I would be surprised because I feel yeah. like most people have heard of it. Oh, yeah, But, yeah. of course, you know, there are people that don't watch it because exactly. you know, they're not interested in it. They don't really prefer, like, the crime type of shows exactly. or for whatever reason. So, but I'd be very surprised if there is somebody out there who has not at least heard, heard of, it. of the yeah, show exactly. or the and universe. So, the main, the main actors right now, with this season two, 22 coming, we have Mershka Hargitay, obviously, who's been around since episode one. Gorgeous. Um, Ice-T, who's been around since the First, Final episode of the nope. season, right? First episode of season one. I thought he came in on the like the tail end. Of the- I don't believe so. Well, I I don't watch it, so I don't know. Um, I believe it's the first episode of season tw- uh, season two. I think it's the tail end of that. Yeah, it's the tail end of that episode because he talks with Jeffries for like a split second and then that's it. Um, and then of course we have Peter Scandavino, who is adorable, an, a beautiful, beautiful man, and it's so funny every time we hear him talk in a regular interview. Every single time we're like, that's not him. Well, that's. It's mostly her that feels that way. But you say it too. It's like, if it's, you it's hear a, him talk. It is a little jarring, but again, I don't pay close yeah. enough attention. And then, of course, um, we have Kelly Giddish, who is, she's gorgeous and she's adorable and her family she's is so cute. Um, and then we have Demar, uh, Demore Barnes, who is, honestly, it's funny because I saw him He's in- He's a lot of stuff that I've yeah. seen. I just and that's don't the thing. remember it's that the same it's thing. Him. Yeah. And of course, I watched him in Supernatural first- so that makes sense. I yeah I believe yeah I watched him in Supernatural first, which was like yeah I didn't really know who he was, but um I kind of like when I started watching SVU when I when this last season came on I was like wait that guy, I was like he I was like why does he look familiar you know um and then of course we have our new and uh, because Demore just recently was promoted to series regular which is fantastic it's always great when that happens yeah which means he's gonna be in the title as well which is so that's always great. exciting as an actor i can't even imagine how exciting it would be to become a series regular and to have your name on the opening credits maybe your picture mm-hmm. if you're lucky because some shows they only have like the names or whatever so you know yeah and it's awesome and then of course we have our favorite um uh white shield officer who's you know she's brand new to svu um she was around for last season which is uh jamie gray hider um i think i'm saying her last name right i think it's hider um she is she's she was honestly she was a great addition to the team for me i'm very excited i'm very happy that they brought her in and that she's sticking around yeah of course and she and one she's a great she's a great new addition because she is a person of color Mm -hmm. which is fabulous she's a woman who i mean like yes and also she is lgbtq because her i at least the character is lgbtq the character is bisexual i'm not sure about jamie herself um but i know that she has said before that she was really excited to portray this you know powerful Mm -hmm. lgbtq lady which i'm so grateful for i love it it's always nice to see when actors even if they're not part of the lgbt community when it's always nice to see when they are excited about portraying characters in the lgbt community because Maybe they know somebody who's in that community or exactly. something like that. And so they're excited to get to portray these characters in a good in a, in a good light. To, exactly. You know, show the rest of the world, hey, we're just normal people exactly. too. You know? Exactly. We have and families. We have jobs. Yeah. And bringing know? her in was interesting because we've all been so used to the actors that we've had. To that dynamic. Exactly. Because, you know, 
the I am more inclined to watch the the later seasons, seasons 13 through 21 now or 22. Mm-hmm. I do love the first 13 seasons. I do love them. They're so, they're they have a great they had a great dynamic with Munch Finn Munch. um uh Mariska Mariska Olivia and um Elliot. Elliot they had those four had a great dynamic and you know Jeffries was great in the first season and so was um Brian Cassidy who let me tell you when I first started watching the first season I was like why does Brian Cassidy look so familiar he's he's the, he's, mayhem, he's guy. the mayhem guy mayhem mayhem Mayhem. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's pronounced. All I know is that I have always loved the Mayhem commercials They're for some so reason. Funny. They're just so entertaining. And then I saw him in SVU and I was like, why does he look familiar? That's why. He's the Mayhem guy. So I fell in love with him there. But um, the, the those four had, you know, or those five, I guess, had a great dynamic in the beginning. Um, and then, of course, season 13, we had they Elliot left. And so then we got... Um, Nick Amaro and Amanda Rollins and Nick was um, oh dang it what is the actor's name I should have looked this up beforehand but I <laughs> we're both kind of flying Danny by... Pino Danny Pino you didn't let um, me finish my sentence but okay. sorry um, so he the, both of them were a great additions to the team um, Amanda is my favorite southern southern lady she's like she's adorable. she's so cute she's adorable and her um, kids on the show her kids on the show Jesse, are the two i think it's you said it's twins yeah right? vivian and charlotte the twins who play jesse are just the cutest things oh my gosh the, the sweetest um i'm a sucker for you know seeing like the little kids like little kids and families and stuff yeah they're so screen. cute um, i'm a sucker so I love it. you know of course season 13 we got nick and amanda and they i know um they had a little thing at, for a while. They had this kind of back and forth. They had, like, a romance at one point. I'm not sure if it was romance, more just this... Kind of, like... This sexual relationship, basically. Yeah. They were... They were okay together, but they had their issues, you know? And Nick was very much... Um, I don't know if anyone else sees it like this, but I felt like Nick was very much kind of like a newer Elliot like he was he was a little bit he He was was a little little aggressive yeah he was a little bit more aggressive with victim or with the um with any of like the suspects or survivors or victims or whatever um and Amanda was very much a little bit more like hey let's talk about this come on she was she Mm -hmm. kind of appealed to them and they were like okay and trying to appeal to the humanity exactly of course um and then of course with season 14 we had Raphael Barba who who Annika loves I She's obsessed with Rafael Barba and, and Raul Esparza. My, I mean, I can't blame her because Raul is a stage performer. He is, and I, so. I have a thing for stage performers and Broadway performers. Like, I love them, and bringing in Raul Esparza was fantastic because Warren Late joined with season thirteen, so him and Raul had worked together on Leap of Faith. Which, for those of you who don't know, go look up the music. Go look up the the soundtrack. It's wonderful. Um, Raphael or Raul does a great <laughs> job. He does a great job in the show. Um, so they did that together. And then when it was over, he was asked, uh, Warren, you know, joined SVU. And he said, hey, why don't you come with me? I'm going to write a part for you. We'll get you your costume always, and wardrobe. And he was like, sure, why not? I always love when showrunners or whoever is in charge of the show will yeah. write a character specifically for an actor that they've worked with before or even that they haven't worked with before but they're like hey i'm writing this character specifically for you if we don't get you then we're just going to scratch this character completely because i can't see anyone else playing them exactly like which... i love when that happens because it's just i find it fantastic yeah of course and um 
so Raul joined with season 13 or 14. Um, he was a great addition to the team as Rafael Barba. He had this sass and this kind of suaveness that just kind of, everyone was like, okay, you're kind of, you're kind of annoying. You're kind of like rough, but I like you, you know? Um, he was fabulous. He will always be probably my favorite ADA. He's, he's honestly my favorite. Him and Alex are like up tied for me always. Um, and his, his relationship, his best friendship with Olivia with Olivia is beautiful. But, Again, I've only seen episodes here and there when I'm downstairs and Annika's watching it and yeah. she refuses to watch anything else. I'm sorry. Um, I, <laughs> I stick to what I like. I know. So I've only seen episodes here and there yeah. sporadically or like parts of episodes. Yeah. Um, but I can like, I can clearly see that they have a great relationship, and, whether something happens with it or not, mm-hmm. um, you know, since he's off I'm the show, but, but here's he's the thing. supposed to come back at one Yeah, point. there's been rumors that he's going to make a cameo. We're not sure yet. Um, we know that some other people were, we know that some other people were supposed to come back with season 21 finale, but because they got cut short, Corona. they had to kind of compact it, um, and early exactly so there was supposed to be a lot more i know that warren at one point said in one of the podcasts that they did that we were actually supposed to get a um uh like an argument fight scene between olivia and um carisi which i'll get into more in a minute um but that would have been fun you know um so Raphael obviously came in season 14 he left with season 19 um and it was heartbreaking to watch him go. I it refused took, to it, watch that episode it, for so long. It took her forever to watch that episode. Like she, she be she started watching the later seasons first, <laughs> I think, and then she went back and started yeah. rewatching from the beginning. But then she would skip episodes, and she would always skip the ones that she knew were heartbreaking. <laughs> she would not watch it from beginning I, to I end. I have I have trouble, and that and was one of the episodes that she refused to watch. Undiscovered the Country, where Barbara it's left. It's so heartbreaking, but it's so. It's such a good episode. I think she's seen it now. But. I've seen it now a few times now because it's probably now one of my favorite episodes because you really get to see Barba in at his best and at his worst. You know, you right. kind of get to see him play that very heartbroken man who doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does it really well. Um, so it was hard to watch him leave. But then, of course, we got Peter Stone, who I will admit I was like some of the others. I was like, oh, he replaced Raphael. I don't want to like him. But then, um, the episode, uh, oh, what is the name? It is, I, I, I know you don't know. I wasn't asking you. <laughs> um, uh, I don't remember the name of the episode, but it involves Carisi's, uh, niece getting, oh, yeah. uh, assaulted, assaulted at her school, at her campus. Um, and once that episode hit, I was like, okay. Okay, he kind of he kind of redeemed himself by kind being like, on, yeah. yeah. He kind I was like, okay, there's something there, and then he just grew on me a lot more. And then everyone, you know, everyone agreed that he was he was a pretty good ADA. He did a good job. Um, I enjoyed him and Olivia's back and forth friendship. They they had a good job. Um, and then of course he left with season twenty. Didn't which it was he, didn't he leave? He didn't he say that he was leaving because him and Olivia were getting close? Or not something? not that necessarily. His words were that he was blinded basically with this last case. he would do anything. Yeah. And because with the last case he did, he won it with no evidence. He won it just by, you know, convincing the the jury. Exactly. So he said, I believe that he was, you know, 
he was blinded. He didn't, he wasn't thinking clearly and he can't have that. So he had to leave, which it was hard to see him walk away from Olivia because they had a good friendship going. And I also think they're possible, they possibly were hinting to more, but I don't know for sure. I don't know if anyone else feels that way either. Um, so all he left. A- all the all the all the ADAs left because they were in love with Olivia and they couldn't for have it real, blinding them. Though for real, I mean, I don't know about Casey, but <laughs> Alex for sure. Alex for sure was in love with Olivia. There's no way she wasn't. I'm just saying. And so um, was Barbara. Oh, Barbara for sure. And I mean, okay, talking about it with Barbara, his finale, his finale, and his last scene with Olivia by him saying, you know. I have to move on and giving her the forehead kiss and just that look that they have. Forehead kisses kill me. They, it was just so, there was so much to unpack in that scene that I haven't even finished putting everything away yet. It's all still in the suitcase waiting to be unpacked. (laughs) Okay. I haven't finished, but it was a great goodbye scene. It's probably in my top 10 favorite goodbye scenes. I, I, I agree. It was a good, I've I've showed it to you a few times. It's just very well done. Um, and then of course, when Peter left, we got, Creasy got bumped up, you know, because when Creasy came in, he was only supposed to be in for, I think, three or six episodes, mm-hmm. one of the two, um, because uh, Peter Scanavino, he, you know, he's a great actor. He's a phenomenal actor. I love him so much now. Um, and so he came in as, he was supposed to be this rough and tough, you know, um, I think it's Jersey, uh, Jersey cop who comes in and kind of shakes things up. He's supposed right. to shake up the squad room because Amaro is off on the beat basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he had this huge, thick mustache. He had <laughs> these bad fitting suits. I so terrible. I, saw the mustache. I have not watched his first episode because I know how, I know how cringy it is watching him just interact because, you know, he says the line, he's like, oh yeah, I can totally do that empathy stuff. And I'm like, Honey, stop talking right now, please. But so he was only supposed to be in those first few episodes. He was just supposed to shake him up and leave. But then they were like, hey, we're going to keep you around for this first part of the season. But they we're were going like, to cool. shave the mustache and make your accent thicker. Yeah, yeah. because if you listen, if you watch the first few episodes he's in, his accent is there, but it's not quite there. Because I, I believe he said that he wasn't really sure how thick he should make it. And then once he got bumped up to season regular, he was like, okay. And so he, he just he just thickened it and he was just there Mm -hmm. um and then of course he's just like he's this he's very much um he very much has this way with the victims and the perps that they talk to where he He, he's able to empathize yeah he he makes it he makes them believe that he's on their side in a sense um which is really interesting um and then of course you have his relationship with Rollins which is Hands down, right now, my OTP. Here's, and I've said this last week. It's my it, OTP. Here's the thing. I don't watch the show religiously like Annika does. <laughs> but I can clearly see. I have seen enough episodes to see that there is something there. That there he's is, madly in love with there her. There is so much there. And, Warren, and she is realizing now that she is falling for him. Because she sees him when he's hanging out at the apartment. And he's cooking dinner with her children. And she's like, damn. I want to have his babies now, Exactly, too. exactly. There is so much there. And I know Warren has talked about, you know, there. I know he said there was a debate in the writer's room whether to put them together or not, when. Um, we're, a lot of us, especially on Discord, we're all hoping it's this season. Um, we're hoping I that season s- 22 we get them. I could see it making sense having them get together this season. And I'm only doing this based off of what I know you've told yeah. me that's been happening this past season because, like I said, I don't watch it. Yeah. Um, but just what you've told me and what I've 
heard yeah, and what and I've seen. They have great chemistry on screen. They really do. Um, I know there's, we were joking um, in our Discord server about, hey, what if that, what if it's actually <laughs> that Rollins and Creasy have been secretly dating this whole time and we had no idea and then all of a sudden they pop up in season 22 and they're like, hey, we've been dating. We're going to go get married now. Like, Okay, but the secret dating AUs are the best, it, you guys. Exactly. So I think Those it would be, I think it would be hilarious. I know it's not going to happen, but I think it would be so great. Funny um, if it did. I, and you'd be like, vindication. Exactly. Um, so with that, you know, we're going into season 22, which is, you know, groundbreaking, honestly. Um, they, at the end of season 21, I believe they got renewed for seasons 22, 23, and 24. Which is awesome. Exactly. Not many shows get renewed for that Then many again, all of the Dick Wolf shows, I believe right now, got renewed for three seasons. How many are there, like? three shows there's um the SVU. chicago shows okay yeah, so all it's the svu chicago med chicago pd and chicago fire all right. four of those i believe all got renewed for three seasons yes. if i'm incorrect i'm sorry that's just uh, yeah, what it, i recall it took me a minute to remember um, that they're in the same universe that they are yeah ridiculous, um and i remember watching those crossovers. obviously you know like chicago pd and svu had their crossovers at one point um Which were awesome. they they were good um um, so we're going to season 22 now and season 21, obviously they were cut short because of COVID, um, which sucked, but I did appreciate the finale. Um, I wish we would have gotten to see more cause I know that in those last three episodes, we were supposed to get the fight between, um, Carisi and Olivia. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, because with season 21, when season 21 premiered, um, Carisi <clears throat> because Peter Stone left at the end of season 20, we got Creasy being bumped up to ADA, which was a huge, like, shock for the department, you know, because he, they only have, Olivia as a captain only has Finn, Creasy, and Rollins as her detectives, and now all of a sudden she only has two. So, so then they bring in Kat. Well, she doesn't actually, eventually. she is in the first episode of season 21 for a brief appearance, right. and then comes in, I believe, with episode three, I think, three or four. No, no, no. I think it's four because episode four is um, the one with um, Billy's blessing. Um, right. I believe it's episode four that she actually becomes the, you know, the official well, officer. Saying, the beginning of season 22, they bring her in. Season 21. Season 21. Um, so, of course, season 21, one of the overarching storylines with that is Carisi being the ADA. Which is the adjustment period. Exactly. And you can, you can clearly tell that he's struggling back and forth. You know, he has this, he's has this fight with himself about what to do and, um, internal struggle. Exactly. Because he's leaving, he's leaving them. And now he's, you know, in a new environment where he's having to learn. And of course, and he's now on the other side. Exactly. In the, in the past, he was the one that was, you know, like pushing, you know, trying to push the ADAs, being like, you need to try this, you need to do this, yeah. you need to do this, and now, and now he's, he's the, the one, one that has to push back and be like, I can't do that unless you exactly. guys have this. Exactly, and so that was a big struggle with season twenty one, and of course episode five, which was Midnight at Manhattan or Manhattan and Midnight, one of the two. <laughs> um, it Same was, pr- it's probably my favorite episode of season twenty one. I think I've seen that one. It's a good one. Yeah, that one and um, episode clips. episode ten, which is um must be held accountable those two are my favorites oh that's the one you were just, I just watching. watching yes um so i think i had my headphones in most of that because one. of season 22 premiering i've been you know re-watching season 21 and some of the earlier seasons too um so midnight in manhattan was probably my favorite and probably in my opinion the best episode of that season because we got to see 
this the all of them very scatterbrained you know they were trying to do their best and Carisi was ha- had three cases at once he had a dv he had um the uh alleged sexual assault in the, in the back of a uber uh, or ride share whatever it is there <laughs> and then he had the um transgender uh sexual assault case which right. Those three, you know, he was all doing his best. Time. Exactly. And of and course... And wasn't it that they were all working the entire weekend after having worked the Exactly. Prior so it was... I believe it was a Friday... Friday it was a Friday night. Friday and Saturday is the days that were green, I believe. Because it was... Because um, I, re- I remember because it was a Friday night because they were all getting ready to exactly. leave. And then Kat was like, oh, it's... It's so it's, quiet. It's so quiet. And they're all like, oh, damn it. You had to and say they're like, it. they're like, okay, it's your turn. You pick up the phone. And she's like, cool. And then all the other phones start ringing. So it was very... It was very interesting to see that. Um, and then, of course, one of the biggest moments in that episode is the blow-up fight between Rollins and Carisi, which it's is hands good. down my favorite of their scenes. Because it's, an, it's, it's a good scene. Because you see her finally break Snapping. and say, say, you left. I am stuck here. I don't have my partner anymore. And Which is big for her to say. And at the same time, you can... If you watch it enough times, you start to get the under the things that she's not saying yeah. directly. And from what you know, I from what I like, not just you left the team, but you left me exactly on my own. And from what I remember, um, Kelly said that she ad libbed part of that, which was you know, um, I'd be fine if you were right here beside me. Which mm. I love that ad lib. It's such a good line to bring into it because it adds something more to where it's right. like, oh, okay, there's something, there's something there, there's mm. something going on. Um, so that is hands down one of the best episodes of season 21. Um, and it also, you really get to see Carisi trying his best to be an ADA. Right. Um, with where he's used to being the one to go get the bad guys. Uh Um, and then of course, um, the other two big episodes, or I guess, so the first biggest episode of season 21 was of course the premiere which was um, Sir Toby, right? I'm, yeah, I'm gonna make you a star, I believe. Which was Sir Toby Moore, which was who was played by Sir Ian McShane, who is phenomenal, so like so famous of an actor. He's mm-hmm. great. Um, I can't even imagine. It probably didn't take much actually to be like, hey, you want to come guest star on the show? <laughs> Everybody's um, been on that show. So that was the big episode. That was the you know the premiere episode. Everyone was kind of which getting into kind, it, which is what they bookended the season. Yeah. With. So of course you had Dodds leaving, which I was kind of sad. He was he wasn't my favorite person on the show, but he was a good character. This um, was Mike Dodds' dad. Ah, yes, yes. Um, so he was on it. Um, and he, I think he's been on it since. I want to say like, I don't actually remember. I don't remember seeing his premiere episode honestly. I think I'm that probably was one that I skipped over to be honest that I don't know about. Very possible. I remember Mike coming in because Mike, my <laughs> sweet Another sweet Broadway boy. Star. Yes, for those of you who don't know, he was in Legally Blonde the musical. He was in Legally Blonde the musical, and he was he's married to uh, Orpha, I believe is her name. Um, they're fantastic. They're so wonderful. She was in Legally Blonde also. Yeah, she played um musical. Paulette. Um, so he, you know, no. obviously Mike. Yeah, she played Paulette. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was thinking that she was playing a different no, character. No. So, um, anyway, so um, Dodds, William Dodds, he left at the beginning of season 21. He, you know, was bumped down to, I believe, traffic duty. and But he also, at the same time, he told Olivia, hey, you're a captain now. And she was like, oh, okay. You know, before that, she was, sar- or she was a lieutenant. Was season 21. Ah. She didn't become a captain until season 21. Oh, for some reason no. in my head, I thought it was season, way earlier. Season 15, she becomes sergeant, I believe. And season... 
and then after that, I think it's season 17 that she becomes lieutenant. I could be completely off on that. Um, but I know because um, uh, Cragen leaves with season 15. Ah, and of Cragen. course, Cragen had been around since the beginning. And he was also in, in the original Law and Order. Right. Um, so he's always been one to just be there. So I think after having him leave with season 15, it was so jarring. Mm-hmm. Um but he did a you know he was great on the show he and i i was sad that he left but you know we have olivia taking over kind of doing her thing and she's doing a fantastic job um so she of course you know so she of course became captain with season 21 so that added more to her plate along with you know being captain and then she's also a mom to noah which here's the thing i think that having her become a single mother was probably one of the best decisions Mm -hmm. that they made yeah for her because i think it it adds it adds more yeah. to her character and to her character's you know motivations especially and, and when she's like you know she just wants to get through the case because she wants to go home and see her boy yeah you know? and exactly especially because um, earlier in the series I want to say it was like season eight or nine it was when she had her like shorter hair um, she no it wasn't season eight or nine then it must have been like season six anyways um yeah so she earlier in the series she said that she had tried to you know be a foster parent or adopt it. Uh, adopt kids but they said that she would not be a good fit to be a parent because she was a cop you know she was working all the time which is complete baloney exactly and then she gets this opportunity and it's like whoa like she's finally has this chance so she takes it and And i think a big part of that is because you know she was the one who saved him yeah she you know rescued him from this life that he he probably would not have done very you know he probably would have had a horrible childhood in yeah. his life, and well, he was an infant. So to be fair, you know, when she rescued him, he was an infant, obviously. So then he went into thought. He went into the system. Right. So he didn't. He wasn't really. He didn't really know what his well. That's childhood what I'm saying. Was, that's you know? what I'm saying is that if she hadn't have rescued him, he probably true, would have true. had a pretty terrible exactly. so childhood. That you know that was a great thing, and so now it's I'm season twenty one. Like I watched the show religiously. No, 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 you're I fine. So season twenty one, obviously, we have you know Olivia as a mom. We have. Amanda, who with season 20 became a mom for the second time, you know, she had Billy. Um, and then we have Finn doing his thing, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of taking Kat under his wing, kind of helping her, you know, find her footing, helping um, her become a better, exactly, you know, police um, officer because she's still an officer, yeah, yeah, she's a white shield, so she's still an officer. Um, and then of course, Amanda with season 21, I believe it was solving for the unknowns, she became. Um, a detective second grade which was huge for her because she'd been a first grade detective for I think she said eight years before that so she was like uh she was tired of it she wanted you know she wanted to make it bigger so she became a second grade detective which was so phenomenal for her um and her and Olivia had this great moment about it um all in all like season 21 it wasn't my favorite season I I did enjoy seeing Carisi in a different role seeing him kind of you know and, and he from what I from what I've read he's the first um, he's the first series regular in the Law and Order franchise to go from um detective to ADA. He's the first one to do That's that, cool. which I love. Um, and also, you know, we got to see a little bit more of all of their dynamics with each other, and mm-hmm. then of course we got Cat, who was brought in, who um kind of shook I, things up. A yeah, little and bit. here's the thing with Cat is, and I I was talking about this with some friends earlier. Um, is a lot of people give Cat, you know, some they give her a hard time a hard time because she you know she's constantly stepping out of line she's doing things without olivia's permission she's just kind of going off you know off the beaten path um and especially you see it in 
and I told you this, and I've you sh- you saw the clip from must not he- or must be held accountable when uh, when Amanda's taken by Bucci, right? And she has this moment where she's like, well, how do we know that she's not maybe going with him right. willingly? But she's not working with him, and, and everybody's just like, excuse you. You see them all just be like, no, and Carisi especially is like, don't you dare! You don't know her. Mm-hmm. Don't say that. So you see her kind of, you know putting her foot in her mouth basically. and then and then finn but later see, is like you need to careful what you but say but see here's the thing though is that i don't think everyone is kind of putting together is cat is the season 21 with cat is very very similar to season one olivia right because season one olivia especially in the first episode you see her kind of going off and doing her own thing and craig and choose her out on it mm-hmm. and so like the the similarities between the two is really interesting to see um, They're both kind of like gung ho. Like exactly. I want to help these people. Because, let me help these people. Exactly, because even with season one, Olivia I think was only four months in Desview, so she hadn't been there very right. long. So, yeah, she was still trying to find her footing and find where she fit. Um, so I find it interesting that you know people give Cat a hard time right now when in reality Cat is very much like you know baby Olivia Benson. She's figuring herself right. out. And I feel like a lot of I mean obviously I don't really know, but I feel like a lot of you know people who are in the police force when they start in a new unit or they move up in ranks they very much are wanting to you know jump at every opportunity they can to prove themselves i feel like that's part of what kat is trying to do is prove herself oh yeah that she that they made the right decision in bringing her into SVU. exactly and she was a great addition i think she was really good i think she's Um, great one character that i want them to kind of bring back and play with again is um is uh what's his name i want to oh, say oh the guy it's... that amanda had a sort of thing yeah with. it's i want to say it's uh caldoun is his name I don't um ask me. i he was only in i think he's only been in two episodes so far mm-hmm. the first one was the um green card marriages i believe and i want to say actually maybe he was only in the one no 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 the first one i think was the green card and then the second one i believe was the ballerina episode um, I can't, I could be wrong with the second one, but I'm pretty sure the first one was his, was the green card marriages. Um, because, uh, he was only in those two episodes, you know, and he was, he was a great character. I enjoyed seeing him. Um, but we also got to see a little bit of Creasy being kind of jealous. Being kind of like, who's this fool? Exactly. And we see Amanda kind of getting to know someone else and being like, oh yeah, you're pretty cool, you know? And Creasy's um, like, that's my woman. Exactly. Quit it. So I think bringing him back in season 22 would be really fun. Kind of playing with, even even saying, hey, you guys need help in the department. We're going to bring him in. Right. So they bring him in for season 22 and you know, have him work with them and have him and Amanda be, you know, working together and having Creasy be like, I'm sorry, this, my partner, you know, and he calls her his partner at some point and have her just be like, I'm not your partner anymore. You left. But then again, then again, with season 21, we saw a shift in their dynamic from him constantly putting himself out there for her to her putting herself out there to him and him shutting her down. It's, I don't think it was very intentional necessarily. I think more so he just kind of was like, listen, he, in his head, he was like, she, she keeps shutting me down. Exactly. You know? So he why kind do of, I keep putting myself out there? Exactly. Um, so I think it'd be interesting if they brought him back to kind of play with a little bit. It'd be interesting. Um, he was shake things up. Honestly, maybe, maybe it'll get them to admit their feelings. Right. Honestly, he was a pretty That'd be cool, good. That would be That'd good. That'd be good. If and he like comes, if he comes back here, if he comes back and him and Amanda, you know, they kind of start. 
mm-hmm. whatever. And, you know, he's spending time with the girls and they're getting to know him. Mm-hmm. And Carisi gets, like, jealous and he's, like... And he says... I don't know how it would go, but, you know, he, like, confronts Amanda or whatever, and he's, like, or he confronts the guy, and he's, like, those are my girls. Yeah. You know, you're making spaghetti with my girls. Those are my girls. I'm gonna... And then Amanda's, like, ah, damn, that's hot. Okay, well, I'm gonna put a plug in here right now, because I actually wrote a story... Yes, I know. ...with that same kind of plot. Oh, did you? Did yeah. I that one? Did I read that one? You probably did. I probably he, proofread it and I just He stopped forgot. talking to them. He stopped talking to her because he felt like he was being replaced by Khaldun. I might not have proofread yeah. that one for you. So if you guys haven't read it, go ahead and go onto my Twitter and then go from my Twitter to my archive page and you'll find it there. Um, I don't remember what it's called, um, but you'll find it. Um, but anyways, so he would be interesting to bring back in, of course. And then obviously we have Elliot Stabler who will be coming back in season... in. 2021 with his new show which is going to be organized crime and i'm just going to put it right out there i'm pretty sure i'm the first one who called it ocu on twitter i was like i was like it should be law and order S- law and order ocu organized crime unit and then i'm pretty sure like a few months later they were like here's law and order o- organized crime unit and i was like oh i think they're just calling it organized crime but i'm like listen i i said it first i said it first that was me um so you know he's been gone for let's see season 13 Number of years. Almost like, 10 years. Yeah. Technically almost 10 years. About um, a decade or so. So he's been gone for a while. Um, I just want to know if him and Olivia have kept in touch. That's, that's what I want to know. question. Because um, they don't really mention him. They don't. She's mentioned don't him once or twice throughout the last few seasons, but not a whole lot. Um, I don't know if they've kept in touch. I would like to believe they have because I would like to believe that Noah knows his Uncle Elliot. Mm-hmm. But also it could be... He kind of cut off all ties to the department. Right. Um, to get but kind of a fresh start. I don't know, though. It could be either one. Um, I'm interested to see what they're going to do because, you know, he retired. He was gone. Mm-hmm. He was out of the life. He had that break. So I'm interested to see why he's back and what he's going to be doing right. um, technically. Um, I know there are a lot of people who aren't too thrilled with him, with Elliot coming back just because he wasn't their favorite. He was very brass, brash. Um, he's very brash. He was very, you know, kind of gung-ho, very aggressive. But I know Warren, or maybe it was Dick Wolf, one of the two, said that, you know, because of the new policies they have in the department for, you know, dealing with um, perps in, like, interrogations, mm-hmm. they will be kind of changing up how he interrogates people, which they did the same thing with SVU when season 13 started. They kind of changed it up a little bit right. and made it a little bit more on the side of the victims, you know, on the side of, you know, helping them and figuring this stuff out. Um, Which is good. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested to see what they're going to do. It's also going to be interesting to see the reactions when he comes back because obviously Kat doesn't know who he is. Yeah, Kat doesn't know him um, and neither do uh, Amanda or Creasy. Right. Those three have not met him. Finn and Olivia are the only ones who know him. So So it'll be very interesting to see that reaction, especially if it is where him and Olivia haven't kept in touch. Exactly. You know, for him to just pop back up maybe and her be like, Elliot, L, what are you doing here? You exactly. Know? So I'm curious to know what's gonna happen. Um and then And then Finn's just on the side recording everything to send to Barbara and be like, let Hey me you just, best come go get you best come get your girl, man. Let me just say if we had gotten a scene between Elliot and Barbara, if they were in the <laughs> same episode together the amount of sass that would have happened would be astronomical. Right. Like, I cannot imagine. The 
astronomical. Like, it's just... No, I need any fan artists out there who might be listening, I need somebody to draw me fan art of Olivia and Elliot interacting again and Finn standing off to the side with the cell phone recording to send it to Barbo, okay? Please. I need that. Nobody sent me fan art from the first... Our first episode <laughs> that I mentioned that I wanted, so I need somebody to send me fan art of this, please. Um, but so, you know, we're getting we're getting some... I, I know we're getting some characters supposed to be coming back, supposed to be visiting at least. Um, I personally want to know if Trevor Langan is going to make another appearance. I don't know if he made one this last season. He is played by Peter Herman, who is Mershka Hargitay's real-life husband. Gotcha. He is the one who helped her get Noah. Gotcha. So, let cool. me just say right now, Peter Herman... I don't know these names. Peter Herman is one of the most attractive guys I've he's, seen on TV. He's pretty handsome. He's so handsome. And their kids are adorable. They're just, like, seeing them together on screen is really fun. Seeing them work together. Um, and then I'm hoping Mariska directs another episode this season. Um, she's she's done so in the past a few times. Um, and then, of course, like, the biggest thing that's coming out of this season 22 is one... Um, They've said before, they were. They just said recently that Carisi will be stepping more into the role of ADA. He's going to be a little bit firmer in being a lawyer than mm-hmm. he is being a cop. Because with last season, with this he last season... kind of walking that line. We see it in, like, in the, um, uh, it's Chinatown Counselor. We see him kind of, we see him still working with them, in a sense. In the field. Uh, yeah. He goes out and he you know, grabs one of the girls who's trying to escape and you see him kind of still being a cop, but he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think season 22, it'll be really interesting to see if he has more of that. You know, if he, I personally want to see a scene where Amanda still feels like, oh, well, yeah, we can ask him to do it and he'll do it because he's, you know, our friend, he'll talk to Hadid. Right. But then have him be like, no, Amanda, I can't. And have him very firmly set down his foot on like, these are, are the stipula- these are the rules that I have right. to follow. I need you to follow them as well, basically. Um, so it'll be interesting to see that. Um, and then, obviously, I want to see Rollins and Creasy, you know, see them kind of develop their relationship more. I want to see where that goes mm-hmm. and how that forms. Um, and then um, with the end of season 21, we ended it on a cliffhanger, of course. Um, so they had to patch everything together and kind of put new stuff in. But I think that the ending that they did worked for what they were able to do. Exactly. It was a good ending for what they had time for, of course, because um, for those of you who maybe skipped around with season 21, didn't watch all of it, um, season the season 21 finale was, um, it was a callback to previous episodes. So we got, we got to see Ivy Bucci again. Um, we were able to see, uh, some of the previous, some of the, um, sexual assault victims from the Sir Toby, Toby, uh, Toby Moore Moore trial. And we got to see Lakira again. Lakira was probably my favorite. Lakira was probably my favorite person that they brought back in. Oh, we also got to see, um, um, I don't remember their names. They were, but they were the, uh, domestic violence victims that Finn helped in the previous episodes. Gotcha. Um, so they came, so all of those came back. They all kind of came back into play. We got to see them all kind of work with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course, Ivy Bucci, we kind of settled that a little bit. It kind of got itself figured out. Um, as far as we know, you know, as, as for what we hope. Um, and then of course we had the Tobias Moore or Toby Moore, which, 
Um, in retrospect, they did what they could, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I believe originally it was supposed to end with them figuring out the trial that them supposed to be, you know, ending it. Right. Um, but of course, because they couldn't, and on a cliffhanger with him once again going into, you know, having a heart problem, so he had to go back to the hospital. So it got delayed again, which for Carisi was very frustrating because he spent so much time on this case. He was the only, you know, he was assigned this case. This was his case. And now it's slipping. It's, you know, cracking. It's falling mm-hmm. apart because he can't get the... He can't, he get, can't get this guy and in And, of course, court. the one who is... Who they're going up against is Judge... Uh, formerly Judge Barth. Um, and she was one of my favorite judges. She was really good. And then she went over the dark side, as they say. You know, she... She's now... Um, she's now defending Sir Moore. Sir Toby Moore, which is so frustrating to see because she just, she digs and digs and just, it's heartbreaking. Um, and then of course we have Lakira with the episode, which I personally thought she was my favorite part of the episode. Mm -hmm. She was my favorite case that they went back to. Um, so with Lakira, we had, you know, Paul Davies was the perpetrator and he, um, you know, he assaulted a couple other of the other transgender sex workers and it just, went all wrong it just it it went bad and everything happened and um she came back to cat saying listen we need to do we we need to do we this you know this. Yeah. he's you know she's dead i don't know what to do and so cat goes full force and i love i love the amount of i guess um passion cat has to get justice for lakira and all the other workers that were there right. Um, and one of my favorite lines of the episode is in the, is in the final scene is one of the final scenes where you have her saying to, um, to her and Kat are talking. It's at, um, it's at the funeral and, or it's at, I guess like the memorial area. And she, you know, she's talking to Kat and Kat says, you know, Creasy is confident that we're going to get a fair trial. And he got, you know, he was denied bail and Lakira's line is they believed us. It's more of, you know, like, they believed us, like, they they wanted, they actually believed us. And it's so powerful and so heartbreaking because for the transgender community, you know, it's, it's a hard, it's mm-hmm. a hard road. They, they're, they're not believed often. Right. So for them to have that moment of they're, saying. They're of, often their, their uh, experiences are. Invalidated. Are invalidated because. And to have. They're not what society exactly. thinks that they should be. Exactly. And to have that moment where her their feelings and their experiences are finally valid and they finally feel like they're having a voice like is they've so been seen and heard. Exactly. It's yeah. so wonderful and I love Kat for being that voice for them, for being the one to say, or for, "Hey, for being the one to <clears throat> help them make their voices heard." Exactly. Um and then the final storyline in that episode was the DV which was the domestic violence case, right. which I was which was one. Finn. And that case, you know, it was a very tough, tough thing for him to do, you know, um, because if I remember correctly with Finn, he has the same experience where he saw his, I want to say it was his mom or his dad get killed in front of him when he was a boy. Um, and so with this case, we have him, he's trying to protect Leon. He's trying to protect the little boy, um, or maybe the little boy's name is not Leon. Maybe that's the dad. I don't remember, I don't honestly. Um, so we have that, and he ends up fatally shooting and killing the, the dad. dad. Which I understand why Finn did it because the the other the mom and the son were in danger, and he 
didn't have another choice, you know? But also you can see the toll it takes on Finn. You can see how heartbroken he is and how much he's just like, I can't believe what's happening. And then to top it all off, he gets, um, the mom, I believe is suing for, you know, wrongful death, which I understand. I understand completely why she's doing it. But Finn is just like, he doesn't know what to do. You know, he's being charged with this and he doesn't know how to handle it, obviously. Um, so as far as I know, that is the one case that will be brought into season 22. I don't think it'll be in the premiere. I think it's in the second episode. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see how they work with that and Mm -hmm. to see what they do, how they conclude it. Um, I personally loved Finn. I love Finn always. Um, if anybody has seen John Mulaney's bit about SVU from his special, he has a bit where he talks about Finn and Ice-T who plays Finn on SVU and it's hilarious. It's, it's so, it's so perfect. And it's honestly, that whole bit is completely accurate to the series in general. Like, (laughs) um, it's just, it's just perfect. Um, so season 22 is, as far as I know, it's going to be a pretty intense season um, I know, you know, they've been filming and obviously it premieres tomorrow. So, and you know, they've had their, you know, their COVID restrictions yeah, in play. Of course, they, they're being safe now. Um, so I think like, um, and I believe they are bringing COVID-19. Yes. They're, they at least they're going to, it's going to be. Episode four, I believe is called, is going to be Remember Me in Quarantine. That was episode three. No, I think it's, it's either three or four. I'm not quite, I haven't, I haven't looked at the list again. I don't know. That they released. Um, as far as I know, it's episodes three or four. Um, it's going to be Remember Me in Quarantine. So we're going to see a little bit more about the ramifications and, you know, people they've lost, um, people who have been sick and aren't now. Um. Which I think will be very interesting. I'm interested to see because... Um, there was a bit that they had released uh, a few weeks ago or like a couple weeks ago and it was a little like zoom zoom script Mm -hmm. that Warren released about you know like it was kind of this mock zoom uh, meeting they had Um, and if I remember uh, Creasy was staying with his parents in his in his parents house which I find hilarious for some reason we need to meet Um, his mother and that's the thing okay I have We've met his, so we met Bella, and we've met Teresa. I don't remember his other sister's name. I feel I don't like know her if he name would it. be Gina. I oh maybe it is Gina. Yeah yeah yeah, it's Gina. I don't know. Um, so we've met Bella and we've met Teresa. They're both adorable. They're both a great. Um, the one who plays Teresa, I don't remember the actress's name, but she was on Broadway as well. Um, I want to yeah. say she played the mom in Dear Evan Hansen. She played Evan's mom, I believe. Um, I'm going to look it up right now because I'm curious. Um. So we had her as Teresa and then we had, you know, Bella. Um, and for a little tidbit for those of you who don't know, the lady who plays Bella is also in season two of the Umbrella Academy. She plays Vanya's love interest in the show. Hey-o. So I found that really funny when I saw it. I was like, wait, what? Who is this? I know her. Um, so I, I, we've already seen those two. We've seen his brother-in-law and we've seen his niece. niece. So I meet his mama. And okay, I'm gonna put this out there right now because it it fires me up every time. The fact (laughs) I think I know where this is going. (laughs) Okay, for those of you who have seen it on Dominic Carisi Junior's Junior's Wiki fan page, it says 
it 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 says unnamed that his father it says his father is unnamed i'm sorry if your son is named dominic carisi jr his father's name is obviously going to be dominic carisi so the fact senior. the fact that it says unnamed and i'm gonna say this i tried to change it she at one did. point and it wouldn't let me and i was very very upset by that because it's obvious who it would be but whatever it's, it's fine it's, it's one of those things where if it's not explicitly stated that that's their name they don't give them a name on the website his name is junior i know but that's not the point okay okay whatever then well then okay but the another thing that i you know i'm curious about i want to know if they started calling him sunny because he is a junior or if it was like a nickname from when he was a kid that makes me curious um but so like i want to see his mom and i want to see his dad um, I want to know how their relationship is. We obviously know he has a good relationship with his mom. Um, mm-hmm. He's talked about her before. Um, I want to see more of that. Um, I want to. I want. I want Mama Carisi and I want Amanda to become best friends. I would. Love I want that. it to happen. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's Rachel Bay Jones who plays Teresa. Um, I want to say I'm. I'm looking up right now. Um, uh, give me one. Uh, Rachel Bay Jones. Look at there she is. Yep, she was in Dear Evan Hansen. She played Heidi Hansen. I knew it, guys. I knew it. Let me tell you right now. The amount of Broadway actors in SVU. The amount of actors in general that you know from something else because it's like everybody is in SVU. Everybody exactly. who's in, I feel like anybody, especially in New York, New York based yeah. actors are in SVU. I mean, exactly. my favorite singer was in an episode of SVU years ago. Yeah. So and I think that's hilarious. So it's it's always funny because anytime I watch something with Jillian or with our family in general, I'll be watching. I'll be like, "Hey, I think they were in SVU," and then I'll sit there and I'll, for ten minutes and I'll be looking we're, up their credits. We're pretty good at picking out faces of actors that have been in one thing that have also been in something exactly. else. So it's like it's always we funny. may not remember their name immediately, but like we'll be watching it and be like, "Hey, that person's been in that thing," and the other one's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, they have been. They were exactly." So, so. it's like it's always funny because I'm always watching things and I'm like, "Wait a second. And I, I see it, you know. And most um, of the time it's because they were been on SVU. Exactly. It's either SVU, Grey's Anatomy, or like NCIS. Those are like the Smallville. Kind those, of. Those are, or Supernatural. Those Supernatural. are like the four like four or five that people that really have been on. Um, and there are actually a, quite a lot of Broadway actors on there, which I mm-hmm. find so funny. But it makes oh, sense New because York they're based. in New York, you know. And then, of course, you have like um, Abigail Breslin was on it. In the season great. six premiere, I think, yeah, because it was Casey. Um, she was, that episode every time makes me cry. Damn, that girl knows how to cry on camera. She really does. Even um, at that young of a, is that young of an, of an age. Yeah, that young of an age. She does a great job. Um, there were a lot of, like, child actors on that show. I mean, Hayden Panettiere was in it. Yeah. Uh, Elle Fanning, right? Uh, yeah, Elle Fanning. It was Elle Fanning. Elle Fanning was on it. Um, and then, of course, uh, the um, Cameron Moynihan, who was in Shameless, he was on it for an episode. You haven't seen that one. Um, there are quite a lot of actors in there. Um, a few of Ra- a few of Raul Esparza's co-stars from or um, castmates from some of his Broadway shows have been in it. Um, Brooke Shields, who he did. Um, she was has she had an arc on the show. Yeah, Brooke Shields. She was in Leap of Faith with him, and so was uh, uh, I want to say it's. Jessica Phillips, mm-hmm. she was in Leap of Faith as well. She plays I mean, Pippa. Hillary Duff was in an. Hillary episode. Duff was in it. Um, but I then think Amanda Seyfried was in one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just like I can always pick them out, you know, in right. TV and movies. Um, 
so I'm interested. I'm really curious to see who they're going to bring in for this next season because, I mean, they've had every actor under the sun at this point. <laughs> so who is left, Well, really? let's fly to New York and we'll try to get you a role on the show. Please, um, Warren and Mariska, I'm putting it out there right now. If you need extras to play sisters, um, we are more than we welcome. We got you covered. We are more than happy to play we've, extras for you. We've had acting experience in plays in high school, and that's it. <laughs> we say experience. That's a very, very little experience. I was in every show okay. from freshman to senior okay. year. Um, but so it's just, I'm curious, because there's only so many actors. Well, okay, that's a lie. But, like, there are only so many actors that I feel like would be good in SVU that could like pull off some right, of the roles. Right. Um even okay, but to be fair, John Stamos was in it and he played the bad guy, which I was not expecting. I wanna see John Mulaney in an episode. Okay, please, please give me John Mulaney in an episode of SVU. And he's not and he's just he's playing John Mulaney. Exactly. He's he's himself. He can't play somebody else. He has to play himself. John Mulaney, if he okay I feel like John Mulaney and SVU would make it a little bit, I feel like it would be fun, but also I feel like too many people would be, but would be waiting for him to crack right. a joke, but. I, I, I get it, but I still think it would be funny. Yeah. But just, you know. Just because he's talked about you know, SVU and he's and like, he's like, hey. Yeah. Ice-D. Right? One actor that I love who has been in SVU, which I found really strange for some reason, was uh, Ryan Kelly. Yes. Because for those of you who know him, he was in Teen Wolf. He played uh, Jordan Parrish. And he was also in Smallville. Yes, he was in Smallville. He was such a baby. But here's the thing is, for some reason, I think he's a lot older than he is. Yeah. And he's not. He's not that old, honestly. I think he's, like, not even in his 30s yet. Or he is in his 30s, maybe. But I, for some reason, I feel like he should be older than he is. But he's not. Because when he did SVU, that was season 11... So he was, you know, fairly, still fairly young, I'm pretty sure. Um, and with that, with that, with Ryan Kelly, you know, one actor that I haven't spoken about yet, who I am in love with, who will always be one of my favorite actors now, is um, D.B. Wong. Hey. Or B.D. Wong, who plays Ooh. George Wong. Um, he is... He's noticed her on Twitter, guys. He has, and I died I was about to, like, cry because I was like, thank you. Um, so he plays George Wong from seasons 2 to 11, I want to say. Um, and then he kind of sprinkles in a few episodes before, like, after that for a few. Um, but he's not in a whole lot after that. You know, he does, he goes and does his thing. Um, but he was a great, he was a great actor, she a great character it. in the series. I think he should come back just because. Mm-hmm. I think he should come back and then stand there off to the side while they're all talking. And then after everyone leaves, he talks to Olivia and he's like, so, how long have Rollins and Creasy been married? And she's just like, what? No. What are you talking about? And he's just like, oh, okay. And he Never just kind of leaves. And he just leaves. Like, please. Please. The best is when the side characters or, like, the background characters call out the main character. They'd be like, so, how long have you guys been sleeping together? They're like, what? We're not. They're like, oh, well, come okay. on. Okay, let me just, okay, there's a deleted scene that I know I've shown you. There's a deleted scene between Carisi and Olivia in her office, and it's in, um... Isn't it when Amanda's It's in. It's in, uh, the story of More Woe, which is the episode where Amanda goes into labor with Billy, and Carisi takes her to the hospital, but Dr. Al shows up. Oh, Dr. Al. Dr. Al. 
there's so many what words I can use to describe Dr. Owl, which what I'm not going to say on here because I don't know who's going to be listening. Anyways, um, there's a deleted scene where he goes, where Creasy goes to the precinct, talks to Olivia, and she's kind of like, oh, you're, I didn't, I was surprised you left. And he's like, yeah, well, Dr. Al is there. And she's just like, uh-huh. Okay. And he, the one line that breaks my heart is just, you know, I just want her to be happy. And I'm like, honey, she would be happy with you. Don't yeah. you know this by now? But it's fine. It's fine. It's deleted. So technically it doesn't exist, <laughs> which it's like, if it does, if they don't want it to exist, then don't air don't, it. D- don't, don't show, show it. it to us because we're all just going to come up with these ideas and it's going to be even more heartbreaking. Exactly. Um, so I think, you know, I've kind of rounded out, you know, with the series. Um, of course, you know, Warren Late was only, he's been the showrunner since season 13, technically, but he left with season 17, I believe. And then, which is why Raul left at the end of season 19. Um, but then he came back with season 21, which I was so excited for. Um, and <laughs> there's something that I think is really funny with season 21. And for those of you who like haven't looked at it or haven't thought about it I think you guys should go back and like look through them because every episode in season 21 every single title of the episode has 21 letters yo that's cool exactly I didn't think about it until a few months back or way back when before season 21 ended um he Warren had tweeted out about asking fans for titles for the finale of season 21 and he said that but they have to be 21 letters and I was like what and so I went back and I read, and every single episode in season 21, their title is 21, episode, is 21 letters. That's so cool. And if I remember reading the titles for these next episodes for season 22, they all have 22 letters. And I'm like, buddy, what if you go to 50 episodes? What if you go to 50 seasons? You're going to have some long-ass titles. Like, it's, it's funny because, you know, they definitely weren't planning that from the beginning because, you know, obviously, like, season one, they're not just going to have one letter <laughs> for every episode. It's like, what's the first episode called? A. What's the fifth episode called? G. You know, that's not the fifth letter of the alphabet. You get the idea. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, I think it's just, I think it was really, really funny that they did that. Um, so, you know, he's back with, he came back with season 21 and I love Warren. I love him on Twitter and I'm going to point it out that he's talked to me on Twitter, which I feel vindicated that he's Mm -hmm. there. Um, so I... I'm really excited to see what he does for 22 because it's, you know, a a groundbreaking season. Not technically, I guess, because, you know, season 21 was a groundbreaking season. I mean, but Um, it has been on for a long time. Exactly. And, you know, they've all evolved with this show. Right. Um, Both characters and actors. It was a, it was, I mean, it was a groundbreaking series when it started, though, because this kind of thing wasn't talked about in 1999. It was definitely a very taboo, don't touch it. And here's the thing about it, is I understand people who have said in the past, you know, well, it's kind of a, it's a very sensitive show, it's very, you know, it's kind of this gory kind of feeling, but in reality, here's the thing, is this show has brought to light what people are have been afraid to talk about for years. Right. And it's not just sexual assault. It's, you know, racism, sexism, domestic violence, domestic violence all of it. It's you know, all hom- profiling, uh, homophobic, you know, racial profiling. Yeah, homof- homophobism, I think that's the word. It's it's all been talked about in the show. Mm-hmm. And, and and they don't they don't shy away from these topics. Right. And what I think is really good about it is that um because we need to 
normalize talking about it. Exactly. You know, and to understand that this stuff happens in the real world. Mm -hmm. People suffer from it all the time. And because it's been such a taboo subject because people don't talk about it, people have been suffering in silence. Exactly. Um, uh, people who have assaulted other people have been getting away with it. Exactly. Because people are don't take victims seriously because they're like, oh, was it really that serious? No, mm-hmm. you probably just misunderstood it. And something I love is that Mariska herself has kind of become a voice and become an advocate for these victims mm-hmm. and survivors, which I... That's how you use <clears throat> your platform, guys. Exactly. And it's so it's so inspiring to just see her as this hero for for women and men alike, just out there not knowing how they're going to go on with their lives, not knowing what they can do. And then Mm -hmm. they, you know, they hear those words, you know, like, I am here for you. I am here to, you know, I am here to hear what you have to say. Exactly. And one of my favorite quotes, um, which I do plan to get a tattoo of one day, which is survival takes strength, which she Mm -hmm. says in season 21, um, which is just so, it's so powerful because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, like, it's true it's true like if you want to survive you need to be strong for yourself you need to find that strength inside of you to come and say i'm going to make it it's like it will take time but i'm sure that many survivors can tell you that it is worth it exactly and to find that strength and find people around you who will help you find exactly and this show helps normalize the you know the The discussions and you know, there are some episodes that were a little bit harder to watch because I knew that they were, I knew that those things happened, mm-hmm. but I'd never heard it really talked about before. Right, right. Um, and it's just like, it's really refreshing to know that there are actors out there like Mariska, like Ice-T and Kelly and Jamie and Peter who are willing to, to bring those, those subjects to light yeah. um, and who are willing to talk about them and be the voice for these people who haven't felt heard in mm-hmm. years and decades. Like it's so good to, it's, it's such a good feeling to know that they're out and I, there. And I feel like this show too has helped people in the real world come out about their It has, you know, I think, I think Mariska like has said before is that she's had millions upon millions of fan letters from people saying, thank you. And I need to talk, I need to let you know my story. I want to tell you my story so you hear what I have to say. Um, I hope she knows how much everybody loves her. I think Mariska Hargitay is a goddess. She's fantastic. We love you. Um, uh, she has become a voice for all those... She's become synonymous with... Um, I don't know what the phrase I'm trying to say is. No, she's become someone that people see as their voice, as right. someone who is there ally. for them. Exactly. That's um, what I was trying to say. And if I remember correctly, you know, she was part of the reason why the New York, um, the 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 rape back the rape log back kit or the rape kit backlog in yeah, New yeah. York has been you know, has been downsized. They've been able to get those out there and get those tested and get people convicted to get people, you know, the, the justice that they deserve. Right. Um, so I find it very inspiring and very, it's a very warm feeling to know that she's there for us and that she's there to help people. Um, 
even if, you know, I know she knows, I know that she knows that she helps people, but, um, it's just, it's good to know that she's there. Um, and this show in general, I think this show will always be one of my favorites now. You know, it's all, it's some, and I don't, the phrase I use is not a good phrase when I say it, but it's not, and it's not a feel good show for me. It's just a show that I enjoy watching because it's, the stories are so, I want to say, I don't want to say exciting. They're not exciting. They're, um, I guess they're just, they're interesting to watch. They're, you, you kind of see them. And even if I've it, seen the episodes. It's kind of eye-opening because it makes yeah, you think. Yeah, exactly. Even if I've seen the episodes a few times, every time I watch it, every time I watch the episode, I'm like, oh, I didn't notice that before. That's right. new. You know, or I pay a little bit more attention to the dialogue or to the scenes and how they play out, you know. Um, so I guess my hope is that it sticks around for as long as it can. Um, and with season 22 coming, you know, there's so there's so many more stories that can be told. There's so many more stories that need to be talked about. And it's it's sad, but there is, you know, it seeming, seems like there's a never-ending... Exactly you know, supply of, of stories situations. To, to, to draw from, you know, um, it's just, it's something that definitely needs to be heard. And I'm, I'm glad that this show has been a platform for people to hear about these, right. these victims and these survivors. Um, so I, I'm excited. I'm excited for season 22. I'm excited to see the new stories that they pull from, to see how they delve into all of these and to see the characters continue yeah to see to, grow. Th- to see their arcs to see what they do um i i guess i have some like predictions for what's going to happen with season 22 you know certain characters i'm excited to see demore's character as garland kind of i'm excited to see him more yeah i'm excited to see the dynamic between him and olivia as her as a captain and him as the chief i'm excited to see that I'm excited to see, I, I want to say I'm excited to see Hadid, but she's not my favorite character, so I don't know exactly how excited I am about her. Um, but I am excited to see Carisi step into this role a little bit more. And even to see, you know, Noah growing up and, and Jesse and Billy growing up and seeing Kat step into it a little bit more. And I'm hoping maybe by the end of the season we'll get her becoming an, an actual detective. We'll get her getting her badge, you know. Right, that'd be kind of... Um, I don't know how long it takes to go from an off to go from officer to detective. I think it depends on the unit and like how often you work and yeah. how um, um, how old and like how long you've been on the force. I'm ex- I'm also excited to see. Uh, I'm nervous and excited to see how Finn how his storyline plays out with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot that goes into this season. I think especially with COVID, you know, having hit. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they weave that into the story every time. Um, but all in all, I think this season is probably going to be one of their best. Um, I'm hoping, um, I have high hopes for them. I have high hopes for Warren and what he is able to bring to this show. He's probably my favorite, one of my favorite showrunners I've seen on a show. He definitely seems to understand the fans and know what they want. And him and Mariska, as far as I know, have a great rapport. They have a great, you know, friendship. Um, he's, he's talked a lot about the show and about what he's excited to do. And, um, I, and that's, and that's really nice because as a showrunner, you want your showrunners to be excited about what they're doing. You want them to, um, 
yes, ultimately, you know, it's their, you know, creative license or yeah. whatever, but you also want them to know and understand what the fans, what the fans will want, so yeah. to keep them watching the show. Exactly, and I, I don't think I'll ever stop watching this show until it ends, obviously, right. but I think I will always keep watching. I'm probably going to watch it tomorrow or the next day or the next, like, I'm just going to keep going. You know, it's a great show. It's a great it's a great group of actors and a great group of characters to be on the show. Um, and obviously the most iconic thing about the show besides Mariska Hargitay is the opening, is the opening sequence, which I cannot it's, wait to hear once again. It's fun to it's dance a brand new season. to the, to the, when the opening. Oh, we dance to it every time. It's fun. Um, it's great. Uh, so I, I hope you are all excited. Those of you who have been listening, I hope you are all excited for season 22. Like I am, um, a big, big shout out to my Discord family who has been nothing but supportive about the podcast itself and about this episode. And, Thanks, guys. Um, and we've all been talking about season 22 and what we hope to see, who we hope to see back. Um, you know, we have our jokes and our predictions here and there. Um, and same with my Twitter friends, you know, and all of the actors who have been in the show who have done it for so long, Mariska and Ice, you guys are wonderful um, I really am excited to see what you guys do with season 22, um, to see how you guys pull everything together. Um, and you know, Kelly and Damore and Peter and Jamie, I love you all. I love, I love every one of you. I love seeing you guys act together. I like you guys too. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Um, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it was very... Very long. It was a very long episode. It's our longest one so far. Yeah, it was a very dense episode, I guess, all about SVU. But, you know, that's that's what we do. Um, So I hope you guys tune in again next week. Um, You can always come talk to us on Twitter. Let us know after you watch the premiere. Let us know what... You thought about it, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at JillyBean729. That's G-I-L-L-Y-B-E-A-N 729. And I am Annika Davila, capital A-N-N-I-K-A, capital D-A-V-I-L-A. And you can also find our podcast on Twitter using at TTFab Podcast. Um, and go ahead and, you know, let us know what you thought of the episode and after the season 22 premiere, let us know what you thought about it and um, give Annika us... would love to talk to you about I it. I would. I would love to hear from you guys on, you know, your predictions for how the season's going to go um, or your, you know, thoughts on the last season. So go ahead and let us know. Thank you for tuning in, guys. See you next week. <laughs>